Amen. Amen. What a great reminder. Amen. That uh, this life is, uh, as we sing the song, Amazing Grace, uh, full of toils and snares. Uh, but it's through those things that we can learn a great deal about our Savior and about God. And, and so we, uh, uh, the Bible even tells us that uh, we should uh, even rejoice in our persecutions. And uh, in other words, uh, anything that draws us closer to God has to be a good thing, right? And uh, no matter how difficult it may be. So we, we certainly praise the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, take your Bibles. Turn to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We've referred to this chapter a couple times. I've been preaching a series of messages now for, I don't know, I think this is the seventh one, so, or maybe eighth, a couple of months uh, on the death of the believer. And boy, we've covered, uh, I was kind of looking back over some notes uh, uh, yesterday morning. And uh, we've really covered a whole array of things, and uh, uh, I hope that it's been a blessing to you. For those that may be hearing this for the first time, you say, what could be exciting about the death of believers? And uh, all I can say is, well, you should have been here for the preaching, amen? I tell you, it's a, it's a wonderful uh, thing uh, to think about uh, that if you're saved, we don't view death as the natural world does, do we? And uh, we have that great hope uh, that is heaven, and we've covered a lot of things and uh, today we're going to be looking at a question I often get from a lot of people. Uh, was just talking to my aunt and some others the other day about this, and and well, I say the other day, it's been several months ago. And uh, but uh, the the title of the message this morning comes in the form of a question: Will we know one another in heaven? In other words, will that day come when when you will see a loved one or or a friend that you went to church with? You know, will I see Brother Bob McPherson as Bob McPherson was? Uh, will I see Miss Barbara uh, Higgins as Miss Barbara Higgins was? In other words, will I remember her as Barbara Higgins? Um, and I think the Bible has a lot to uh, show us concerning that, and I want to help you with that because a lot of people, you know, uh, don't get me wrong, what makes heaven heaven is Jesus, amen? And not necessarily who's going to be there and who's not going to be there. But, but it is Jesus. But there are a lot of people, and I would say those maybe that are new Christians or maybe, and I don't mean this to be ugly because this is going to be a great sermon this morning, but uh, those that might not know their Bibles well, the thought of not spending eternity wherever that may be with somebody they love is, is kind of unappealing to them. It's almost like they kind of kick back from that. Now, again, if we really understand what heaven's all about and about Jesus, I don't think we'd feel that way. Uh, but uh, this could be a sermon that could really answer a lot of questions for you and bring you some comfort uh, as well. And so I'm going to ask you, if you will, just one verse of Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, beginning with verse 12. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. And uh, this chapter is known, as most of us know, the great love chapter. The whole context is 13 verses. But certainly we see um, uh, the love of God and the love that we should show demonstrated as well. But notice what uh, Paul says kind of in summary of this chapter. He says, For now we see through a glass darkly. You know, right now we don't see everything. I, I didn't have you all stand, did I? Let's go ahead and stand. I thought I did, and uh, maybe I didn't. And uh, so, or either that, you guys are in rebellion. All right. So, but uh, there's a coup going on. All right. So maybe I didn't. All right. But uh, uh, we see there, again, we'll, we'll read verse 12, first part. For now we see through a glass darkly. You know, right now we just don't see everything uh, concerning God. That would include the things of heaven. 
Uh, there's a lot of spiritual things, great things that we're just not aware of. Amen. And so that's what this means. We see through a glass darkly, but then, what is that then? Well, there's coming a time in our future, in our existence, but then face to face. In other words, we're going to really see things a lot better. Paul says now, at that moment in his life, he says, I know in part, but then shall I know, and he goes on to say, even as I also am known. So I want to talk about this verse of Scripture and many others. Again, the question is, will we know one another in heaven and I believe this is going to be a, a great blessing for us this morning. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the blessings of life. Father, your love, your mercy, and your grace. And Father, I know this is a question that uh, has been thought about and asked many, many times. And Father, I know sometimes we can be back and forth on it as well as far as the degree of all this goes. So Father, I hope and pray that you'll speak to our hearts. Most of all, dear God, as I said a while ago, this isn't about uplifting loved ones or anything like that but certainly uh, Lord you put people in our lives to be a blessing to us and uh, Father we do thank you for that and uh, I pray Lord you'll speak to hearts most of all dear Lord I pray if there's anyone here uh, this morning that's not saved that they would see the reality of heaven uh, in this message and, Father they would see their need to be saved uh, by the grace of God and Father I pray that it also might be an, uh, an encouragement Father for the believer uh, Father, uh, to maybe help us understand some things a little better, that we might serve you better as well. Father, we're going to thank you again for all you're going to do. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray, amen and amen. All right, you can go ahead and be seated. Will we know one another in heaven? Uh, we spent some time in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 off and on in this series. And if you remember, we talked about the resurrection of believers that we learned from that chapter, verse 20, that Jesus Christ is the first fruits of all resurrections. And wow, what a, actually that was a two-part message. And we explored how our Savior's body had, had certainly changed after He rose from the grave, yet His identity was not destroyed. Um, it was, he, he was still known, even certainly by His precious name, uh, but also even by the scars of His crucifixion, remember? And so we looked at that in detail. And so Christ was certainly recognizable to those who, who saw Him not just before His resurrection, but even after His resurrection as well. And so again, we, we use this, what we learned from 1 Corinthians 15, that because He is the first fruits of our own future resurrection, then we can glean some things from there, but also Bible as well, to help us understand this, this question. And uh, I, I just want you to, I'm just going to give you my position on it right now, but I believe we can be confident that we too, just as Christ was known, that we too will be known as we are known, listen, right now. Amen. Now we know we get a different body. I've talked about all that. Not going to re-preach that. But I'm just telling you, our identity of who we are will, will be the same uh, in heaven as well. And so Paul in our text uh, certainly uh, teaches us the same just in this verse. We're not going to hang this whole uh, belief on this one verse. But certainly uh, as we think about the whole chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, uh, known by some as the, the great love chapter of the Bible, and again, the whole, all 13 verses certainly give us a great definition of love, which is seen as charity, is the Bible word, uh, but is seen throughout that whole passage. And if you study this chapter, it would reveal that, that love is demonstrated certainly in our interactions with one another. In other words, with, with each other as individuals. I, I think that's key to, 
to, to understand. Uh, and certainly this is something that a church family can enjoy. And many of us yesterday, that, we, got to, we got to enjoy that yesterday. Wasn't it fun uh, being around church family and, and even friends of church family, other believers even. And so we, we see that to a certain degree, although through a, through a dark glass. You know, I don't think we're, we're understanding it all together. But we see, too, that, that perfect love, in other words, that, that true love and, and seeing all this played out. I know we, we, we love everybody as much as we can, but for right now, that perfect love, that heavenly love, listen, I'm just telling you, it still eludes us today. We're just right now in the, the body that we have, in this world that we live in, right now we, we see love. We, we, we get an idea what love is, but we don't understand it all together just yet. But one day we will if you're saved, amen? And certainly that's something that we're, we're looking forward to. One day we will have the capacity to love uh, in an unimaginable way, not how the world sees love, but how God sees love. But right now our body, our spiritual awareness, if you will, is certainly flawed. Uh, and I'm talking to save people. Uh, again, we see through a, a, a dark glass, if you, if you will, but we know... Again, there, we do know the sweetness of close relationships, whether it's through our marriage and family. So we know to a degree what these things are, but we don't understand the fullness of all that. But one day, those, I believe those very same relationships that we have here will even be greater. Amen. Beyond anything we can imagine, and it's probably not how we would imagine, but certainly it'll be good, and I don't have an answer for that. God doesn't reveal exactly what that is, but we do know that they will even be uh, greater over there. Uh, as we are known now, we will be known in heaven as well. And so, yes, we'll know each other in heaven. I believe that with all my heart. And we'll look at some other verses here in just a moment. So I want us to explore this wonderful gift of knowing one another throughout the ages. And I know some of us are like, well, you know, there's some people, even though they're brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, <laughs> that I don't necessarily want to be around. But believe you me, amen, it's going to be different, amen. Uh, and uh, we'll have those Christ-like bodies. And we've talked about that already. But again, I want to reiterate some things here. That Jesus Christ is what makes heaven heaven, amen. Christ, amen, he, he is the focus of heaven. It's all about Jesus, amen. And, and heaven doesn't have to be heaven depending on who or who isn't there. Heaven is about Jesus Christ, but I will say there are many things because of Christ that we are going to get to enjoy throughout eternity. And it will be directly related to relationships. Those people, if you will, that we have built memories with here on earth I believe those things will continue on in glory. But in a way, again, beyond our imagination, our scope of thinking, because now we see through a glass darkly, but I believe we are going to experience what the family of God is all about someday. Amen. I tell you, it's good. It's going to be better than you think. I guarantee it. Amen. And so I thank the Lord for that. We get glimpses of that down here uh, already. I wish more people would take advantage of the church family, uh, but certainly we will see that uh, certainly come to its full fruition in that place called heaven. So let's jump right into this. I'm going to have you go to a place in the Bible, John chapter 14. John chapter 14, the Gospel of John chapter 14. And so let's go ahead and turn there. And uh, we're going to look at our first point, John chapter 14. And uh, another popular verse of Scripture. And uh, we're going to look at some words here. 
so number one, heaven is for the family of God. Amen. For the family of God. You know, I don't know about this lone wolf Christianity, do you? There's a lot of people say, well, I just serve God my way, and, you know, it doesn't really, you know. Uh, you don't find that in the Bible, amen. It's all about the family of God. And so heaven is for the family of God. Notice what it says in John chapter 14, um, uh, beginning, well, let's tell you what, let's just start with verse 1. Uh, Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. Now, he's talking to people at that very moment, of course. You believe in God, believe also in me. Now, notice what he says. In my Father's house are many mansions. He's talking about heaven, amen. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for who? You. Verse 3, and if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you, that is you that I'm talking to right now, unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Now again, we use that as a great comfort. No, we're going to heaven someday. But for today, we're looking at will we know one another in heaven? And I believe that by application, this passage certainly alludes to that. Uh, some key phrases and words I tried to accent there a little bit and, and bring out. Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. At this moment, he's telling them not to be troubled. He says, because you, as you are right now, I have prepared a place, and someday Jesus promises that he will receive you to where he is right now. Now that's important to understand. And so in, in verse 2, he explains, if, if these things that I'm telling you now were not so, uh, then he wouldn't even be saying them at that moment. In other words, let's just think about this. If we forget everything we know, when we get to heaven, there would be no reason for Jesus to say this. Right? Does that make sense to you? It makes sense to me. All right. And, and so again, the uh, logical conclusion, if you will, confidently, then has to be that, that there will be a reunion. Amen. What is a reunion? A reunion can only be for those who know one another to begin with. If I meet somebody I know at a, that I don't know and never met at a reunion, that's not a reunion. That's, a, that's, a, that's getting to know somebody for the first time. And certainly we understand this. And so, so, again, we can know for sure that the family of God that we know now will be known there as well, but even better. And we're going we're to keep digging in this. Uh, here's another thought. Think about this, too, as we read the Bible and even think of some things that Jesus said concerning the Old Testament uh, 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 saints of God. And this is amazing to me. Not only will we know the ones we know here, but we also know those that we read about in Scripture. Think about that for just a second, amen? Uh, 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 because, again, they're, you know, eventually we're, they're, they're all going to be the family of God. Uh, we talked about this in our series, how Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration uh, was there. And although centuries of time, even then, separated Peter, James, and John from Moses and Elijah that were there, they knew them when they saw them. That's an amazing, how did they know? I don't know. But they knew that it was Moses, and they knew that it was Elijah. And again, these, were, these were, were men that were standing there before them. And again, imagine, imagine this. Let's just kind of put this in perspective. Imagine getting to meet someday the sweet psalmist of Israel, David. Do you know you're going to get to meet David someday? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, amen, I tell you, it is absolutely amazing. Let, heaven's real, I'm telling you folks, this isn't a pie in the sky. This isn't make-believe, amen. You will see David if you're saved tonight, amen. Not that he's the most important, but I think that's pretty interesting, amen. 
imagine, you guys know how I love John the Baptist. Imagine hearing the voice of John the Baptist, amen. I hope it's the same voice he had when he was preaching. I don't know if it will be, but I hope that it is, amen. Uh, so, so again, these are some things to think about. I'm talking about Moses. Imagine talking to Moses about the burning bush, amen. Imagine talking to Moses about the parting of the Red Sea where the children walked across on dry land. You will stand before Moses and he'll tell you all about it. Amen. Is heaven real to you today? Amen. Hey, listen, we're, 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 we're going to know these folks. It, it, it's real. Imagine talking to Joshua about how the walls of Jericho fell down flat. Amen. Hey, listen, these, these are things that we're going to share with others so we can be sure, listen, we're, we will definitely know one another in heaven, even those people that we haven't literally met yet. What a blessing that is. So heaven is for the family of God. And you become a part of the family of God on this side of eternity. So it makes sense we're going to experience that same uh, joy on the other side of eternity. Number two, and here's where... A lot of folks, this is really what is on our hearts and minds often when we think about this subject. I'm going to have you go to the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. This is another wonderful, wonderful passage of Scripture as well. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. We have a, a lot of information on the resurrection of believers here. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 isn't normally one we might think of, but this is something that I think is important as well as we study this. But uh, again, number two, we will be reunited with our loved ones who have died in the Lord. Amen. I want to say that again. I figured there would be some shouting right there. We will be reunited with our loved ones who have died in the Lord. You see, that's one of the main reasons we don't weep as others weep. Right? Amen. Do you believe that this morning? Hey, let's act like it, all right? So listen, we will be reunited with our loved ones who have died in the Lord. Notice 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, verse 19 uh, and 20. For what is, now notice, our hope. Paul's talking to people right there. What is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? He's talking about himself. Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? So he's saying, I, I am rejoicing over you, these people that he's writing to. He says, for ye are glory and joy. Now, in context, how would this be experienced? Well, it'd have to be known afterwards, right? Or this verse wouldn't make any sense, would it? And so that's, that's one thing. So Paul indicates here in this passage a great truth. He fully expected to recognize these dear friends of his, and they would recognize him as well. That's a tremendous thought. You know, I, I think, again, uh, on an on a even greater level, I think of a husband and wife who, who have uh, labored together, perhaps in the Lord for years, and, and praise God, they've raised their children in the Lord, and those, those children are saved. I'm telling you, isn't that going to be a glad reunion day? Amen? I tell you, uh, you can't see it any other way. Uh, when, when that family sees that great reward, listen, together. Woo, amen. That's, I tell you what. Hey, if you aren't saved, you need to get saved right now. We'll just stop what we're doing. You come on down here and get right with Jesus, amen. And uh, you'll, you'll be excited about this as well. Now, we can't talk about uh, heaven, the resurrection, without going to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, right? I mean, we, we have to go there. And I'll just read the passage. Notice verse 13, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. Notice what it says. It says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, in other words, those that are dead, 
Now keep in mind, if we didn't know them in heaven, then why would this passage be here? But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, do you believe Jesus rose and died again? I'm sorry, died and rose again, amen, he did. Even so them which uh, also sleep in Jesus, that is, died in Jesus, will God bring with him. For, now he says this, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. When the Lord comes back, there are going to be Christians that are alive. There's going to be Christians that are dead. Jesus is saying those that are dead will be, rise, will be raised first. He explains, verse 16, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And all of God's people said, in verse 18 says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, this is important. One of the great comforts of heaven, I believe, will be being reunited with our loved ones in heaven. That, to me, that's the context of this whole passage here. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to think about. Uh, uh, I like what one commentator said. He said it, it, that, that there must be first a mutual recognition if there's going to be mutual rejoicing. Amen. That, that just makes sense to me. Praise the Lord. Hey, this is exciting. Hey, listen, you will be reunited with your loved ones that have died in the Lord throughout eternity, forever and ever. You'll never experience being away from them again. Woo, amen. I'm excited about it. One of the difficulties in life that we've talked about uh, during this series of messages, and we spent a good deal amount of time uh, a good deal of time on it, uh, I think the message before last, and uh, talking about our, our decaying bodies, amen. I mean, from the time we're born, we begin that march to death, don't we? And uh, we, we talked in detail about that, and many of you know uh, what it is, you know, to have that in your own body, but even what's harder is, as many of you know, what it is to sit by the bedside of a dying loved one. That's difficult, isn't it? And many of us have been through that. Many of you know what it is to watch a loved one battle pain in their bodies for years even and, and dealing with different types of pain. And one of the great joys, you know, one of the, the joys of that great reunion will be seeing that loved one with a body that is perfect, <laughs> that is complete, that is, that is whole, amen? Uh, that's an amazing thing to think about. And uh, all of us, if you're saved, I know some of us, you know, we, we, you know we're a little slow. Uh, we're, we're a little, uh, you know, we don't get around real, real good. But listen, uh, listen, we're going to be able to cover heaven in a full-out sprint with Grandpa. Amen. Only to have Grandma pass you by. Amen. I'm just here to tell you. Listen, that loved one that you have seen suffer, that loved one that might have laid on that deathbed and went on, hey, I'm just telling you, we're going to have a great reunion someday. And their bodies will not have any of that, amen? I don't know about you, but heaven's real to me. And one of the things that makes it real is, is this connection of the loved ones we have here uh, and also the connection that will be in glory. I was thinking this morning, actually last night, uh, 
as I think about this thought. And uh, I hope it's okay. I, I don't think the family would mind, but I was thinking about Elise Applegate. Most of you know her condition. As far as I know, she's never been able to get around like you and I. She's just still just a little girl and uh, has you know, a terrible time walking and moving in pain, no doubt, 100% of the time. And uh, I was thinking about that uh, last night, even this morning. And, and I was thinking also about, we mentioned him in Sunday school this morning, the lame man that Peter asked God to heal. And I can't help but think of Elise. And he, leaping up, stood and walked. Walking and leaping and praising God. Woo! Now let's think about this. Will we know each other in heaven? Will we think for one minute that God would not allow Mr. and Mrs. Applegate not to see their precious daughter walking in heaven? Amen? Woo! Hey, listen, I'm here to tell you this is real. Amen. Hey, we will, we will be reunited with our loved ones who have died in the Lord, and they will be in better shape than we could ever imagine. And listen, so will you. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Praise the Lord. Hey, just, just fake praising the God if you don't want to. Amen. Hey, I'm telling you this. I, I tell you, we ought to be shouting this morning. Number three. I'm going to get it out of you before this sermon's up. over. I'm, I'm bound determined here, okay? Number three. Even though we may have struggled with loved ones and friends here on earth. How many of us have struggled with loved ones and friends here on earth? All of us. There will be no misunderstandings or unresolved issues in heaven. I want to read that again. It's long. Even though we may have struggled with loved ones and friends here on earth... There will be no misunderstandings or unresolved issues in heaven. Because we, for now, know that we dwell in the flesh and mistakes are made, misunderstandings do come, feelings are hurt at times. Sometimes people take what we say wrong, sometimes we take what others say wrong, and sometimes motives are misinterpreted. And, you know, all these things happen, and we're, we're all guilty on both sides of that. But we agree to that this morning. Amen. I was thinking about Hannah, uh, Samuel's mother, and she was in the temple praying for a child. And she prayed in such a way that the man of God, a godly man by the name of Eli, thought that she had been drinking. Now, a lot of times we, we get down on Eli there. I don't see him as being evil. Uh, he should have asked some questions first, I suppose, but I believe that his motives were pure. He had an area of rule that he took seriously. Amen. But he did grossly misunderstand what was happening at that time. But you have two people of God there that worked it out in a matter of seconds because they both had a good spirit about them. But with that said, the same kinds of things happen today. Misunderstandings between, between even godly people. But I'm just here to tell you that won't happen in heaven. Amen. In one of our Sunday school classes here a while back, we looked at Paul and Barnabas, two great men of God, two faithful servants of the Lord, Two men that God had no doubt joined together to carry the gospel abroad. And think of that time that they spent together on that first missionary journey. Things that aren't mentioned in Scripture, but no doubt they have become close brothers in Christ. They had to have. And all the things that they, they experienced 
But we know that later, unfortunately, they had a, a really a serious falling out and, and parted company. And, and the Bible doesn't say, but, but just being a human being, and, and I'm sure that there was some regret, there was some pain that, that both of them probably carried for the rest of their lives. Maybe both of them looked back on that and said, you know, I might have I should have done this a little bit better. Maybe I could have said that or, or done this. And we've all been there. I'm sure that there were times, maybe even when they, they, the Bible doesn't tell us this, but, but again, being a human being, that they might have laid awake at night at times, pondering all that day, about that day, and and again, having some type of regret. Hey, we've been there, haven't we? And maybe we're going through that even right now. We've all been through that. We all understand that. And as, long, as the Lord tarries and we still got these old broken down bodies, it's going to probably happen again. Amen. We shouldn't be wanting it to happen, but it probably will. So we know that's just the way it is in this world. But in heaven. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I believe those two brothers in the Lord are rejoicing together right now, I'm sure. Amen. No, no problems there. And again, that has to do with our glorified body and being Christ-like. All that, hey, listen, you might be struggling with a loved one. Maybe there's some things that you weren't able to resolve. Maybe that individual has gone on to be with the Lord themselves. But I'm telling you, there's coming a day when all that will be wiped away in a moment. Amen. Praise the Lord. You won't carry that into heaven. Even though we may have struggled with loved ones and friends here on earth, there will be no misunderstandings, no unresolved issues in heaven. Amen. Praise the Lord. Maybe some of us, I said, we have had similar struggles. I, you know, we're going through similar struggles right now. I pray things will be better for you soon. I, I, hope that, I hope you're able to recover on this side of eternity. And it can happen, by the way, it can but if not, we know that even though we may have struggled with loved ones and friends here on earth, there'll be no misunderstanding or unresolved issues in heaven. Amen. And then finally, number four. In heaven we will know Christ by sight. Amen. Whew. One of these days, you're going to see Jesus, the Savior, face to face. Jesus... I believe we probably don't understand this, but when we get that glorified body, Jesus is going to be the one we desire to see the most. You know, I experience this from time to time. Most of you know how uh, children gravitate to my wife, Miss Dana. She's like a, a baby magnet, always has been. We go to see our grandchildren, and we pull up in their driveway, and we get out of the car, and the front door flings open, and grandbabies run and run as fast as they can and you know I'm like come to granddaddy and they go whoosh you know jump up on the grand both of them hanging on grandmommy and uh, you know I'm going hey you know what about granddaddy and they're like oh hey how you doing <laughs> it's not quite that bad you know, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of people in heaven that have gone on. But you know, as we grow in the Lord daily, and I hope that you are, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that reunion. Um, but I tell you, as the days go by, Christ is who I want to be looking for first. 
And I, I long to, I, I can't say, but I feel like I long to see my loved ones as much as anybody in here over there in glory. I long to hear their voice again. But they're just going to have to wait a little bit until I see the Savior. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because if it wasn't for the Savior, we wouldn't even have that other reunion, would we? Oh, is this real to you this morning? Is he Listen, if heaven isn't real to you this morning, you need to be saved today. And this will all make perfect sense. Amen. Those of us that are saved, we, we know it. We know. We might forget it sometimes, but we know it when we hear it. Amen. Hey, listen, Jesus is the main attraction of heaven. Not even our loved ones, but Jesus. Our whole existence throughout eternity will be centered around him. Jesus, from this very earth, once prayed this prayer in John 17. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me. Isn't that a wonderful thought that Jesus, Jesus wants to be with you throughout eternity. You as you are right now. He wants, you, he wants to be with you. Amen. Isn't that wonderful to think about? And he sure has paid an awful debt to make that happen. Jesus, who created all that there is, anticipates you being with him. He anticipates you seeing him. Christ desires our companionship even. He desires to spend eternity with his family members. Amen. I tell you what, it's a wonderful thing to be a child of God, isn't it? Think about all these things. Jesus has determined to be with his own. And I just, I ask you, are we all counting on being with him? Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you died this very instant, and it could happen, that you'd make heaven your home? Hey, listen, if not, you, you need to be saved, amen? You don't want to die in your sin because for you there would be no glad reunion day. And I don't care how religious you are. I don't care how pious you are. I don't even care how moral you are. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you will not get to experience these wonderful things that we've looked at here today. But you can. And the only thing that's keeping you from that is belief. You can accept Jesus Christ as your Savior today and be wonderfully, marvelously, gloriously saved by Jesus Christ through simple faith and trust in Him. And I just want to address those of us that are saved, you know, that uh, there's coming a day, a glad reunion day, amen, when everything's going to be all right. You know, Somewhere in all of our lives, I suppose, we may or may not have known. But there's probably, I would say all of us, I would say this is probably a guarantee that we've all had a loved one praying for our salvation. And I believe that, I don't believe people in heaven can see what's going on down here on earth, but I think they do know when things happen. In other words, I believe that that loved one who's been praying for your salvation and they did, you didn't get saved after they went to heaven... I believe they do find out because the Bible says that all of heaven rejoices when one soul is saved. Amen? that make common sense to you? And so my point is, is that if you're not saved today, no doubt you even right now have people praying for your salvation. 
And there's no doubt you might even have loved ones that have gone on to glory. Wouldn't it be wonderful for them to hear in glory? He, she accepted Christ today. And that's what all this rejoicing's over. That's how much God loves you. And I wonder if he's speaking to your heart right now. And I ask you, I switch back here to believers. This old world, it can rob us of a lot of things, can't it? You know, this old world, believers, we get weary and well-doing. We get discouraged about things. But what I preached to you this morning, I believe, is truth. And the devil, the world, cannot ever take that away from you. Amen. We just, we're just here for a little while. Amen. We're here today, gone tomorrow. This life is a vapor. It'll be over before you know it. It'll be over before you know it. And we're going to step into a glory that we can't even imagine right now. Everything will be perfect. All that heartache, that misery, that sorrow will be swept away in a nanosecond. And we'll be there with our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll be there with those loved ones and friends that have been saved as well. It's going to be a glad reunion day. Amen. If you're saved, that's, that's your guarantee. Your guarantee. We ought to just fill this altar this morning just coming and thanking God for that one very thing. Amen. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. God is so good to us. If you need to be saved, I want to invite you to come. Get my attention. We'll get somebody to pray with you. If you just need somebody to pray with you, if you have questions, you just raise your hand. Get my attention. I'll be right here. Uh, God speaking to hearts. Again, Christian, I encourage you to come and do business with the Lord. Maybe you do have a, a loved one that you need to pray for today and want to see them saved, want to, want to spend eternity in heaven with them. Come and pray that God will get a hold of their hearts. God's still in the saving business. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this wonderful, wonderful day.